And a good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We are live here at Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, and I am your host, Richard Holdridge. Happy to be here on this Tuesday night. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1. FM the key out of Noonan, brought to you by Ivy. We're here live at Ivy, including Christie's Cafe as a sponsor, the Man in the Mirror podcast. Uh, man, Charles, when are we going to do a podcast together? And then Local Grounds Coffee Company. You know, I work in LaGrange. Got to get my coffee fix in the morning. I'm also going to have a, a Justin Dale on the show. He is going to be my guest. And uh, Don't forget that we are live. Uh, you are watching us on Facebook Live and Twitter. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get Justin here on the show. So joining me is the one, the only Justin Dale. I love the, the background that you have over there. I know that you are a diehard Falcons, Braves Thrashers, I, it, with, they were still in existence. Atlanta United, all, all those sports teams that that you are passionate about in Atlanta. It just, I just enjoy having you on the show and just talking about all of it. Yeah, man, thanks for having me on the show. I, I always love talking about you know Georgia sports, Atlanta sports, all of it. I just got my uh, my brand new uh, 2021 bobblehead set for the UGA came in this week, so I finally got it on display. But yeah, it's man, I'm I'm excited. Excited about this new year and what's what's to come. Representing Georgia well, Justin, and you know we have the Super Bowl. It's in two weeks. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of storylines. I'm gonna have a lot of guests on the show. We're gonna have some shows, and we're gonna eventually talk about the Super Bowl. It's just it's two weeks away. I mean, we got the Pro Bowl next week. Right. A, you know, heartbreaking loss for the 49ers. You know, Brock Purdy gets injured in that first quarter. I mean, I cannot believe. Have you ever seen? A scenario where an NFL team lost four quarterbacks? I, I can't remember one. I, I'm sure maybe something close like that has happened before. But yeah, it's it's just you know stroke of bad luck um, having that many quarterbacks go down for you in one season, especially two of them going down in you know such a big important game. You know we didn't we never got to see you know what Brock Purdy could do in that NFC Championship game but man i mean even even at that though i mean the story you know what the 49ers did this season with the the injuries overcoming that the story of Brock Purdy how he's you know ascended into being a starter and had that win win streak um you know the 49ers had a fantastic year and a and a good you know good team it just you know obviously disappointment couldn't make it to the Super Bowl but you know that doesn't take away from their accomplishments this year you know, Justin, I'm a 49ers fan, and I got to say, it is an accomplishment. Three NFC Championship games in the last four years. Uh, there's nothing to hang their head on. Brock Purdy got them to that place. I just, I feel bad for Brock Purdy because he he could be out for an entire year. He's got a UCL tear. I got to say that slowly without saying UCLA. <laughs> but he's got a tear, a UCL, a UCL tear, right. and he's going to be out 6 to 12 months. Right. If it is 12 months, I believe Trey Lance is going to be the starter in San Francisco. But what do you think about the 49ers, which has the cap space to get a Tom Brady, to just have one last ride, win a Super Bowl, and also in the, in the process, mentor young quarterbacks, which he refused to do in New England with Jimmy G. But what, what do you think about the Niners signing Tom Brady? I don't wishful thinking here. I think it is wishful thinking at this point too um, for for 49ers to get there. I, I've I remember about a year ago when there was some discussion, you know, when Tom Brady was like, if he, "Is he going to retire? Is he not going to retire?" There was some talk about him wanting to go play for the 49ers. I know he grew up a 49ers fan, I believe, um, but I think there there was some 
you know, you read stories. I don't know how much of it's true or not, but I believe there was some tension between him and uh, Shanahan as well. Um, trying to get that deal done. I, I don't know if that's still there. I don't, I don't know if, you know, if there is tension or something there, if they can put that aside and work together for a season. Um, it would give Tom Brady, I mean, the 49ers are a team that's very much, you know, built to, to, to get to a Super Bowl right now. They're very much in win-now mode, and it would put Tom Brady in a good position to do that. Um, I, I just – I don't know. I don't know what Tom Brady's next, next destination is going to be. I just know it's not going to be Tampa Bay. You know, you hear about the Raiders. You hear about the 49ers. Um, even heard, you know, rumors of a reunion with Belichick and the Patriots. But, you know, it just – I don't know what's going to happen. I, I doubt that's happening too. But, you know, you just never know what Tom Brady's next move is going to be. Um, Brady definitely – you know, I don't know if it was just the situation Tampa Bay, they had some injuries too, but Brady didn't have the kind of year we're accustomed to Brady having. You know, I don't know if Father Time's catching up with him at 45 years old, but um, it would definitely be a good, you know, it, it would definitely have some good storyline to it. You know, Brady going to the 49ers, a team he grew up watching as a kid, trying to lead them to another Super Bowl. So it would be, it would be good, but I just, you know, I do think it's wishful thinking. I, I think probably going in if Brock Purdy's not ready, for the 2023 season, which I, I doubt he will be, honestly. Um, you're probably looking at Trey Lance because I don't think Jimmy G's Jimmy G's gone as well. So I think Trey Lance will probably be the guy unless they bring in another vet um, to try to back up or at least give some competition to Trey Lance for that starting job while Brock Purdy is recovering. All right, the storyline is, you know, you got the Eagles and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs, they won the Super Bowl in 2020. The Eagles won it in 2018. So mm -hmm. the winner of this game will have multiple Super Bowls. And there's not really a drought. There's really not a team to root for. I mean, I, I just I've seen both these teams teams win Super Bowls. I mean, this is one of those Super Bowls where I'm just gonna sit back and watch, enjoy the game. I'm not really gonna root for anybody. I'm gonna enjoy the commercials. I'm gonna enjoy Rihanna at halftime. I mean, that's about it, Justin. There's really not a rooting interest for me as a as a casual sports fan mm -hmm. to root for either the Eagles or the Chiefs. Right. I mean, it's it's two good teams that are both in their contention window right now. Uh, the Eagles have had a fantastic season overall, um, and they've the way they have played through these playoffs so far. I know they got the first round bye with the number one seed, but they absolutely killed the Giants when they played them and then moved right through the 49ers, which there were some injuries in that game, but they, you know, they, they really haven't been challenged in these playoffs so far. They've looked like clear, the very clear dominant team right now. Um, it kind of reminds me of the way the, you know, in the Falcons playoff run back in 2016, how they kind of mowed right through to the Super Bowl themselves. They, they took down Seattle. They, they completely dismantled green Bay that year um, before, and they were, playing very good against the Patriots until that fourth quarter, obviously. But, um, yeah, they're they're definitely a team um, that's playing really well right now. There's a lot of confidence um, in them. Um, I, you know, Jordan Davis, the Kobe Dean are on that team, so I guess I have a little bit more of a rooting interest. I'm a Georgia fan for the Eagles, but, um, you know, the, the, the Chiefs are good. Patrick Mahomes, this is their – I think this is their third Super Bowl in the last four years, I believe. So, you know – chance for him to win another Super Bowl and kind of, you know, each 
for him, for Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be, hey, can he take that step and now become a multiple Super Bowl winner um, and really kind of start cementing his legacy as, um, you know, not only one of the best quarterbacks today, but maybe even as one of the best quarterbacks, you know, all, you know, all time. There's not too many quarterbacks, you know, that have multiple rings or multiple trophies. So, um, you know, he'll he'll have more rings than Aaron Rodgers. He'll have more rings than uh, some of the others. So it's, it's good. So, you know, we'll see what happens um, with, with the game. But I think it should be a good game. I think it should be close. And, yeah, like you said, I'll enjoy watching it. I'll enjoy the commercials. I always do every year, um, you know, and so, yeah, it should be, should be a good game. should be a good Super Bowl. Well, Justin, I don't, I want to talk about last year's Super Bowl. I mean, it was the Rams and the Bengals. I mean, I really hyped it up on my show. Mm-hmm. I really was impressed with the halftime show, whether or not you like hip hop or not. I mean, it was, I'm kind of aging myself here. It was the music I grew up with. I know you're a little bit younger than me. Or early '90s hip hop, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah. I mean, they they really they did a fantastic show. And I'm and I'm not just just because like they you know if you're not a fan of rap, oh okay. I mean, sometimes they've had country Super Bowl. Sometimes they've had right. you know R and B. But I think Rihanna is really going to appeal to the mainstream. I think she's going to play all of her hits. I don't know who they're going to get as a guest out there. I'm looking forward to seeing Rihanna. And when you mentioned the Super Bowl commercials, I mean, Doritos has always had some funny commercials. Uh, I, I love the where the guy is thinking he's asking if he's going to get a promotion. He's he's shaking the magic eight ball and he just throws it at. Um, oh no no he um, he's like, will will we get free Doritos at work? And then he shakes the magic eight ball and throws it at the vending machine. I mean. Some silly commercials like that. I mean, that's really the one that comes to mind. But, you know, movie trailers, although we, we've already seen movie trailers for, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp. But we've already seen. Um, the, how about this 80 for Brady? Is that, a, is that a movie you'd want to see? Or is that a movie you're like, you know what? It's going to bring up too many bad memories. Uh, no, it's not It's not a movie I want to see, honestly. Um, yeah, not, not, not a big Tom Brady fan. I really, you know, I mean, I respect him for what he is. He's. He will go down in history as the greatest quarterback that's played the game to this point. Um, seven rings is incredible. And, you know, so I have the respect for him for what he's accomplished. Um, obviously, as a Falcons fan, I, you know, we don't like Tom Brady after what he did to us in the Super Bowl. Um, and so, no, I, it's not a movie I really care to go see, no. honestly. No, I, I'm probably not going to see that either. But yeah, uh, definitely want to go see. One of my see. favorite Super Bowl commercials that I remember was the uh, Budweiser Frogs. You know, going Budweiser. Yeah, those are, those are my, probably some of my favorite. Yeah, that that came out in like uh, what the late '90s, the late early 90s. 2000s. Yeah, the late yep, '90s. And then the, yeah. uh, the the what's up guys, that, you know, like the what? Ah, yeah, that was 2000. The what? Yeah, that was 2000. Yeah, that's like early. I'm dating myself a little bit too with those, but um, yeah. But yeah, those are some of my. I mean, obviously, I'm, I still remember them almost, you know, or twenty years later. So, I like those well, a lot. Well, when you think of impactful commercials, you got to think of the the Macintosh uh, nineteen eighty four commercial. Um, mm-hmm. Was it made an impact not only in the on the game but also in our society? So, right. uh, but I, I actually I love the Jordan Bird. Uh, they're playing for McDonald's in the, yep. you know, off off the backboard. You know, they're they're on like a like a, a satellite up in space <laughs> and yep. 
It was, Do you remember it was, the it was uh, Super Bowl commercial they did with Brett Favre, you know, back around 2010, I think. It had it like he was still playing football 10 years later, and he won, like, the 2020 Super Bowl and was 2020 MVP award. And, you know, he looked they aged him, so he looked older, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, they asked him if he was going to retire, and he said yes. And then he said, well, maybe or something like that. It was really funny. Um, but, yeah, it was just – it was during that time period when it seemed like every – Every year for about three or four years, we were like, "All right, is Brett Favre going to come back another year? Or is he going to retire?" So that was that was a good one. Justin, I can't believe that football is over. I know that the last time I had you on the show, I mean, Georgia hasn't even you know Georgia won back to back. I know that you know we can get into the whole Stetson Bennett getting arrested and for public intoxication. You know, I don't think it's going to affect his draft status. You know, Mel Kiper Jr. is projecting Stetson Bennett as a possibly a third round pick. What do you think about Stetson Bennett being a backup to Desmond Ritter on the Falcons? I mean, I think it'd be it'd be great. Um, you know, Stetson's one of those guys that everybody's doubted him for so long. You know, nobody said he could he could start at the D one program. Even the coaches at Georgia didn't. I mean, we all know his story. It's been told over and over again. You know, and now he's a two time you know national championship winning quarterback and. You know, I think people are starting to say, you know, I, I know there was the doubts like, you know, what is his NFL future? And people were saying, well, you know, he's if he's a, maybe a late round pick, you know, sixth or seventh round or maybe an undrafted free agent. And that may be what he ends up being anyway. But I think the one thing that's that's helping Stetson, I guess, a little bit is the fact that is, is Brock Purdy, honestly, Brock Purdy emerging as a starting quarterback after he was a seventh round pick. I mean, I know he was kind of moved into that role because of injury, but he played so well and led the 49ers to the playoffs, got them to the NFC championship game. And so there's a lot of teams that are looking at that late round value and they're saying, okay, is, you know, can we find our own Brock Purdy? Who can it be? And I think there's a lot of people looking at Stetson Bennett because, you know, no matter what you want to say about his deficiencies at quarterback, he's a winner. The guy wins games. He plays hard. He works. Um, he's got a good work ethic. I mean, even when people say no to him, he says, I'll prove you wrong. And he's done it time and time again. And so I think that's where his draft stock has risen probably in the last year. Whereas, like, if he would have went in last year's draft, he probably would have been a fifth, sixth, or seventh round pick, maybe even an undrafted free agent. Whereas now, because of the success of, of somebody like Brock Purdy, people are looking at Stetson going, hey, could he be the next Brock Purdy or who is going to be the next Brock Purdy? And I know those are those are hard to find, but he's kind of the, you know, he's the shiny new toy now, and that's what teams are going to kind of look for is, hey, can I find a, a starting quarterback late, you know, late in a draft like that? Um, and so, and if anything, I, th- I think Stetson Bennett's future in the NFL is probably as a backup quarterback more than likely. Um, he'll probably start off as a scout team quarterback. Um, but you know, again, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, um, bet against, you know, Stetson Bennett, you know, not having a successful NFL career, even if it is just as a backup. Don't bet against Stetson Bennett and don't bet against Jalen Hurts. I know Alabama fans are claiming him as an Alabama quarterback playing in the Super Bowl. Remember, he got his NFL skills and capabilities when he went to Oklahoma and it rise his draft stock. So, I only play one year under Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. And I, I know I'm hearing fans back here. All right. No, hey, I just want to remind everybody we are live at Ivy Park. Justin, you got to make your way down to Columbus. I know you're uh, up there in the Marietta uh, area. Um, yeah, I'll make sure to get that uh, edited out. But, uh, you know, I really just appreciate uh, 
just all the support that Ivy has given me, you know, being the announcer for the Rapids. And also, I hope to have a, a Lisa Knight on the show. Uh, she is the general manager here at Ivy, as uh, we're going to talk about really what's going on at this just incredible establishment, really on the outskirts of Columbus. It's just a perfect, uh, you know, location where people from Harris County, people from Muskogee County can come and watch sports. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and switch gears. As much as I want to talk about the Braves, they're about, what, two weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting. I know we're excited about that, but you're up in the metro Atlanta area, living in Marietta, very mm -hmm. familiar with Kennesaw State University. You know, I like to get on here and talk a little bit about Kennesaw State University. Guess, well, guess what, Justin? They beat Lipscomb over the weekend. They're 17-6. and six. Wow, They've, they've won more games ever in their program history how big would it be if kennesaw state makes it to the ncaa tournament and I, i've been trying to get kate norm on the show she went to ksu i know she is a huge sports fan and just loves kennesaw state but you're up there in the thick of it what's the buzz like in the north metro atlanta area for kennesaw state well it's i mean people are definitely starting to talk and take notice of kennesaw state and their success um so far this season um it's it's a little bit harder because again there there's so much so many choices here in in the Atlanta area for thing for for teams to root for and again this is a very much a melting pot of a city right so there's people from all over the place that has their allegiances to you know sports teams as you know out of state and everything else but yeah definitely in the Kennesaw area and I'm a little bit more you know south southwest Cobb so I'm a little a little bit further away from from Kennesaw State but yeah it's starting to take notice. People are starting to see what they can do. Um, and, yeah, I think that would be fantastic if they make the NCAA tournament. Um, it would definitely bring a lot of attention to Kennesaw State. You know, Kennesaw State's one of those schools that has really been in the last 10, 15 years rising out of just being a small local college to being more of a, a college in the, you know, a state school as well as something that, you know, the school that's getting noticed more in even national media. And so – it's definitely a, um, a college on the rise. It's growing. Um, it's getting a bigger fan base um, for sure. But yeah, there's a little bit of talk about it. Maybe not as much as you would have seen somewhere else, because again, it's just that Atlanta is such a melting pot of sorts of, you know, what people are, you know, wanting to watch and see. And so I thought, but I think it's starting to, people are starting to take notice of what Kennesaw State's accomplishing so far this season. All right, Justin, let's talk about the Braves. Uh, have you ever been to spring training? Yes, I have. It's um, it was when they were still at Disney, um, not since they moved to North Point to their new park down there. But yes, I went one year. It was I think it was 2017. I went to see a game. Uh, spring tra spring training games are fun, man. They're so relaxed. Um, the tickets are you know a lot cheaper. Obviously, uh, you get to see the players play. Um, they don't play obviously for very long, depending on the you know teams there, and even if they have a split squad, so sometimes. They'll have two games in one day where they'll split the teams up and you may not see all the stars you would normally see. Right. But I love it just because you get to see a lot of the young players play a lot of the upcomers. And so like when I went in 2017, I got to see players, you know, like Ozzy Albies play. I got to see Ronald Acuna play when they were still young. I got to see Austin Riley, some of the, you know, a lot of these younger players that, um, you know, nobody had quite, you know, were, you know, the names were popping up, but they wasn't in the majors yet, obviously. And so you get to see a lot of these young players play. 
in in the uh, my you know in spring training and and get to see them you know firsthand up up close and see what all the all the buzz and fuss is about. Hopefully, Mike Soroka can be back, and then you you have a starting rotation of Spencer Strider, Mike Soroka, and Max Freed. I mean that that three starters right there, I would put them up against any pitchers in Major League Baseball. Yeah, the Braves. Um, rotation on papers is very deep. You know, I know there's been a lot of a lot of fuss about what the Mets have done this season, going and getting Verlander, replacing Degrom, and and uh, some of the other moves they made in their bullpen and things like that. And I know they spent a ton of money trying to go after you know winning a title this year, and so that's where a lot of the buzz goes in. The Braves haven't made a whole lot of big big moves. Biggest move they made was the Sean Murphy trade. Uh, but that's the thing that this team was already pretty well set, you know, that's the thing. And, and it's so young, still a lot of good players on it. You know, Max Freed and Max Freed, Charlie Morton, Spencer Strider and Kyle Wright. That's, I mean, that's a four man rotation. Anybody would want right there. And then you've got Mike Soroka and Ian Anderson going competing for that fifth spot, um, which is, which is crazy because both those guys are really good. You know, I mean, Mike Soroka was, um, 2019 had, you know, was getting Cy Young Award votes before he tore his Achilles. And so, you know, if he can come back this season, you know, this has been his first regular offseason where he wasn't rehabbing. And so he's actually been able to go through a normal offseason, actually prepare for the season, compete for the job. Ian Anderson will have a fresh start as well. Um, and and hopefully he can get himself back on track and be the, the pitcher we saw in the postseason in 2021. But yeah, this pitching staff on paper is fantastic. And even behind that, you still got Bryce Elder, who made starts last year as well. He'll probably start the season down in AAA just because there's no room. But I mean, we'll probably see him at some point during the season. And so, yeah, the, the pitching is, is set. So if they stay healthy, this will be probably one of the best rotations in baseball. I really like the starting lineup uh, that they have. I mean, getting the contracts with Michael Harris and also Austin Riley. Vaughn Grissom is going to take over at short for Dansby Swanson, but they still, Ozzie Albies is going to be healthy. You got Matt Olson. Right. You know, the, I'm really looking forward to uh, the Atlanta Braves. You, you know, I'm a Giants fan, and I really don't have any expectations uh, for the Giants uh, this year. It's just that. Anybody but the Dodgers and the Astros. That's that's all I'm saying, Justin. I don't really care if the Yankees win a World Series. I mean, come on. They haven't won a World Series since 2009, wow. so wow. Right. we'll give them that. Right. Let's switch gears and talk about the Hall of Fame because we yeah. only had one player get voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame, Scott Rowland, the third base, a great player for the Philadelphia Phillies, but – is Scott Rowland a Hall of Famer? I mean, you, you left out you left out some players like uh, uh, you know Dale Murphy, uh, Andrew Jones, a, a talented Gold Glove center fielder. I mean, like, uh, what do you think about just the one player getting voted into the Hall? I mean, Scott Rowland was a great player back in the you know late '90s, early 2000s. Had those you know really good years with the Phillies. Also had some good years with the Cardinals as well. Um, he had the longevity, put up the, some really good numbers. Um, you know, I, I never really thought of Scott Rowland as a future Hall of Famer. Honestly, even when I was watching him, I knew he was a really good player for the time. Um, and he was a fantastic third baseman. You know, he, he was up there. His, you know, defensive skills were up there with guys like Chipper Jones at the hot corner. And so I, I think that's what's getting, you know, getting some of these players in is their defensive um, prowess, I guess you could say, um, maybe more so than their offensive, you know, and that's just because a lot of these advanced metrics are being applied to some of these old players, I say older players, players from about 20 years ago or so, um, and they're starting to see, you know, maybe a little bit more of what we, you know, 
quantify things that maybe we didn't quantify before 20, 30 years ago. Um, you know, Andrew Jones is in that same boat. You know, Andrew's got really good stat, you know, pretty good stats, honestly. Um, he never did get the 500 home runs. Um, he kind of, he kind of fell off later in his career as far as the numbers go. Um, but he was a fantastic, you know, hitter. And even at that, he was probably one of the best center fielders of patrol center field, you know, next to like Willie Mays. I mean, he was that good. Uh, and I think us in Atlanta, we were spoiled to, you know, what we were seeing. We didn't really maybe fully appreciate it until it was gone, I guess, you know? And so, um, you know, but it is nice to see, you know, I was, it was, I was excited to see Andrew go, you know, jump up 17% on his voting between last year and this year. That's a huge positive directional sign, you know? And so I, I think Andrew is now where it was before, maybe five years ago, people were like, well, maybe he'll get in if he gets enough support, you know, but now I feel like it's, he's on a path to get there now um, for sure. I mean, it may take another couple of years, um, to get him there, to get to that 75%, but I do think he's there. Um, I was a little surprised to see. I thought maybe Todd Helton would have gotten in this year too. Um, he was, I think, 11 votes shy from what I remember reading of actually getting to that 75% marker. So I have a good good feeling he'll probably get in next year. He'll be that guy voted in. And so um, <clears throat> the one good thing that helps players like Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, some of these players that maybe in the past were, were maybe what they would consider borderline MV, um, candidates is that there's not really like a, in the next couple of years, there's not a candidate that's going to come on the ballot as a first rounder that you just go, yes, that's a, that's a future hall of famer kind of thing. And that's, who's going to get the votes. Um, and so I think um, that's, that's going to benefit some of these players. And for Cooperstown, it does, it, it makes more sense to vote somebody in than the not to, because, you know, having that, you, having a ceremony means you get tourism into that area and it brings money into Cooperstown as well. So, um, so there's that, there's that aspect of it as well. So, but yeah, but congratulations to Scott Rowland. You know, he had a fantastic, he had a good, he had a very good career, very um, productive um, career. And he was one of the best third basemen in his heyday in the game. So it was, you know, definitely uh, well-deserved for him. The Dominican Republic is the odds-on favorite to win the World Baseball Classic. Do you agree with that? I mean, this United States team is stacked. They got Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Paul Goldschmidt. I'm not even talking about the pitchers. They do play Great Britain on March 11th at Chase Field in Arizona. Yeah, all these games, like they have more games in their group. The World Baseball Classic going on from March 8th through March 21st. They take on Mexico on the 12th, the 13th. They take on Canada, and then they take on Colombia on March the 15th. I'm thinking Edgar, I know Edgar Renteria is a little too old to play for Columbia, but I can't think. Is there a player that comes to mind when you think of the Colombian baseball team? Um, I can't think of anybody. I think I could think of Venezuela is going to have a good baseball, world baseball Venezuela's classic, I think. Venezuela's got a tag team, for yeah. sure. They, they it, would got be, it would be even better if the Braves were let Ronald Acuna play. <laughs> but yeah. um, it looks like Ronald's going to have to sit the WBC out. I think the Braves are not going to Oh, he's play. not going to play for Venezuela. I, oh, that, man, that's I'm what telling I've you. Been hearing. That's what I've been reading. Let me say that. I don't, I don't have any insider information. I, that's what I've been reading. Um, so, I, you know, it could change. It could change, but I know the Braves really want – Acuna healthy for this season. They really want him to be, you know, not have any limitations and not put him in this position where he could tweak something during the WBC. So, I mean, again, things could change last minute. He might play. Maybe he will. But the last few things I had read was that it was doubtful for him to play for the Venezuelan um, uh, team for the WBC. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the WBC coming up, man. I really am. 
Um, I am too. It's a lot of fun. Um, I mean, I, you know, the Dominican Republic always has really good players come out of it, so I'm not surprised that they're favored to win the um, WBC this year. But yeah, America always, you know, should should always have a good team. I mean, there's there's a lot of good American players. This is obviously our national pastime, and so I, I do feel like we should, you know, we may not win it every single year, but we should definitely be, or every single time, but we should definitely be, you know, playing deep into the tournament every every four years when they have it. Bracketology 101, we got March Madness coming up in about a month and a half. About a month from now, we'll have conference tournaments. So here are my number one seeds so far. Tell me if you agree. Purdue is the overall number one seed. Then I have Tennessee getting a big top ten win against Texas. Catapults them into the number one seed. And then Kansas State, but you know, if, if Kansas wins the Big 12, they're going to get a number one seed. And then I got Arizona. Arizona's going to win the Pac-12. So those are my number one seeds. Alabama would have been a number one seed, but, you know, they lost to an unranked Oklahoma team. And they, so they dropped down to a number two. And with Auburn losing to West Virginia, I think Auburn drops down to even as far as a number five seed. And Georgia's not even a bubble team because they just don't have the strength of schedule. Having a great season, they just don't have the strength of schedule. No, they, they don't. They don't have the strength of schedule. Um, that you know, Georgia's having a better year, which I'm I'm glad to see. They got more than six wins this year, that's for sure. Um, and I do think Mike White is, you know, the direction he's taking that program right now is good for you know, is in a good positive direction for a first year. But no, I, I don't even think they're a bubble team either. Maybe another another couple of years, get you know, get a better schedule and get some good wins under your belt build that program up a little bit. And I definitely think Georgia can, can, can make it within the next two or three years into the uh, tournament, which would be great. Um, I, I agree with your top, your, your four number ones. Um, I don't have any problem with either one of them. Tennessee Purdue's having, you know, both of those teams are having great years. Uh, yeah. If Kansas wins the big 12, they're going to be a number one seed. Um, same thing with Arizona, the pac 12. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with those picks at all. Of course, I have my bracketology shows every Tuesday as I break down the projected number one, number two, number three. I keep adding a seed every week, and uh, we'll get probably all 16 seeds. And uh, uh, joining me here on the show is the general manager of, of Ivy tonight. Uh, Justin, say hi to Elisa. Um, she hey, is Elisa, the manager of this you? fine establishment. Good. How are you doing? Allowing me, let me get the camera over there. Allowing me to do this show live here at Ivy, which is the official post-game after party for your Columbus Rapids. Nice. Uh, Justin, uh, you know, college, college buddy of mine. You know, we went to a, a small NAIA school in uh, Henderson, Tennessee, called Freed Armand. Uh, just a passionate Georgia sports fan, uh, but we definitely got to get him down to Columbus and uh, check out some of the Columbus sports teams we have: the Rapids, the River Dragons, the Chattahoots. But uh, yeah, Justin, I really, gotta, I, I got to come down there. I haven't been. been yeah, you do. I've been to Columbus, so yeah. I need you, to get you've down been, there. you've been stuck in Atlanta all your life. I mean, the, Atlanta's great. It's a great market. I lived up there, but there's just something special about being down in Columbus and just supporting these incredible teams that we have, and they're winners. I mean, the River Dragons is the best team in the Federal Prospects Hockey League right now. And then, you know, I'm calling the Columbus Rapids tomorrow. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we got indoor soccer up here as well. But, uh, yeah, best of luck to you, Justin. I appreciate you just being here on the show. And uh, I definitely will reach out to you and uh, uh, definitely want to get you back on before the Super Bowl and make your Super Bowl pick. And it uh, just is always great just having you here on the show. Awesome. I appreciate you always having me on here, man. It's always fun to, to, to talk sports with you. All right. That was Justin Dale, uh, my guest here on the show. 
I just appreciate him just being on, uh, courtesy of StreamYard. Uh, Elisa, we're back at it again. Absolutely. Here live at Ivy. Uh, but I, I tell you, what is so special? Like, what is special about Ivy Park that you have that atmosphere of coming to watch sports and enjoying good food? Uh, we've got different events that we hold each um, day. Like Monday, we do a little bingo, so we have, like, some family time. But, I mean, the sports are always around no matter what, so you're still welcome to come in and watch sports even if we've got an event going on. Um, our Wednesdays, we do a trivia night. Thursday, we do another bingo because our bingo is really popular, so I've made it where there's a second chance opportunity to come and do bingo with us again. Um, and then Friday and Saturday, we've got our live music, and that is uh, something that we post up on our Facebook page, which is Ivy uh, Park Tavern. Uh, sports and Grill, and then the same thing for our Instagram. It's Ivy Park Sports and Grill. Um, so you can always look at that. It'll be updated on those page. Uh, like and follow. That'd be great for all the upcoming events. Anytime we change anything, because like with the Super Bowl coming, you know, we'll we'll throw that in there and get all that information out there too as we plan it out. So. So, Lisa, who do you got in the Super Bowl? I don't know. I'm, I'm still debating. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't have an invested interest to watching either one of those teams. I mean, they're they're both somebody's got to win. Yeah, somebody will win for sure. Uh, but I do think, I mean, if Patrick Mahomes gets healthy, it's hard to stop Patrick Mahomes. That's all I got to say about that. True. Um, I gotta let's let's fast forward to, um, you know, in the month of March. That's a very special day in sports, especially the first two days of the NCAA tournament because we've got tournament games starting at noon i watch them on my phone but is that something you're also going to promote is the oh. is march madness oh yeah absolutely we'll have our wing specials going on then we'll do bucket specials for the buckets of beer and draft beers oh definitely i mean anytime we have any of the special sports events we are definitely going to host whatever we can everybody's welcome to come and I, I actually, there are some sporting events that are really near and dear to my heart. The World Baseball Classic. We have not played this since 2017. Um, I know some of the games they come on uh, on the MLB Network. A lot of people don't really pay attention to the World Baseball Classic. But, you know, as myself and then Justin Dale, who's also a hardball fan, you know, in the month of March as well, it, it kind of happens right around the same time as March Madness. I, I Probably all these TVs are just going to have nothing but sports oh, in the month of March. March is just a great time for sports. But then in July, we have the Women's World Cup. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh. Yes. Can't wait for that one. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely make it happen for everybody to be able to come and, and, and see it here for sure. I know a lot of Columbus Rapids uh, women's players are definitely going to be tuning into that World Cup. Um, but as far as, like, coverage and availability – I mean, you're able to have a Wi-Fi feed to where you could stream games that are off YouTube. So you yes. can watch the Columbus Rapids yes. when uh, they are here. Um, we have a game tomorrow at the Columbus Civic Center. Uh, first pit pitch. Kickoff on the pitch is at yes. 615 against the Fayetteville Fury. I will be there on the call. Uh, but that's something that, that you could also stream on, on YouTube. And, Absolutely. Uh, just any local game that's uh, – here in Columbus to include the River Dragons. Yes. You know, their games yes. are on YouTube as well. I mean, I mean that's something that you support, right? Because it's Absolutely. really all about supporting the community. It's all and, about local, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's why I try to keep this podcast as local as possible, right? Because every, everybody can do national. 
yes. You know, there there's so many people out there that do podcasts that just and I, I love talking national sports. I mean, I talk 49ers, Brock Purdy, you know, because I'm I'm a huge 49ers fan, but I also want to keep it local, um, yes. and especially supporting these local athletes that that come from the Chattahoochee Valley. Uh, uh, sad to see J- Justin Ross got injured in preseason. You know, he, he's a wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. He played over at, at Central, over in Phoenix City. Yes. Uh, but you know, if the if, if the Kansas City Chiefs win a Super Bowl, he could forever say that he is a Super Bowl champion. He can wear that true Super Bowl that. ring proudly. Yep. But uh, yeah, I I followed Justin Ross when I was covering high school uh, football. Um, just a a great career. Uh, we do have some high school basketball games. Yeah. Are you re- you ready for some of these high school basketball games that are happening? Okay, so LaGrange, which it's not Columbus, but it is uh, the Chattahoochee oh, Valley. It's, it's close by. It, yeah, we, we count LaGrange It's there. our neighbor. Yeah, It is absolutely. our neighbor. Well, they're taking on Fayette County tonight. That is a huge game oh. in, in their region. LaGrange is 17-4 and four overall, and they're 8-2. and two. Uh, Spencer is taking on Southwest. You know, Spencer, uh, yeah. the Green Wave, they won mm-hmm. a state title last year. I think they could do it again. And then uh, – my main man, Thrift Berenger, he is the, you know, sometimes I have him on the podcast. He is the voice of St. Ampicelli Vikings, and he's actually at the land on the campus of St. Ampicelli calling the St. Ampicelli Vikings as they are taking on Strong Rock Christian tonight. And then uh, the Northside Patriots, uh, they are on the road up in Noonan taking on Northgate. And then get this, tomorrow they're taking on Russell County. So I, I got ties. Oh, wow. I've called yeah. a, a game for Northside for football. I was the public address announcer for Russell County last year. So uh, that, unfortunately, I will not be able to attend that game because I am calling the Rapids. Uh, but I will be at the Shaw Hardaway game, which is a region game. It's very a very important game for playoff seeding. And so with the regular season winding down in high school basketball, um, we'll get into the playoffs. And I, I know that uh, – it's hard to stream these games, but you know that's that's something that you know that we could support here as well. Oh, absolutely, we can definitely. Absolutely, and uh, so Elisa, um, before I let you go, I just tell everybody out there um, how they can uh, like. Are you on social media? Like, where where can people find you to where they can maybe reserve a, a table for like? Because you also do parties as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We do um, parties if you have a big group, you want to do birthday parties or any type of, like, just a game-watching party. Um, Just call us. It's uh, 706-221-8108. You can ask for me or whoever answers the phone, and they can take down the information and get back to me so I can make sure I get the spots ready for you, get it reserved, get the right number of ladies to take care of everybody, and uh, make it a great experience for you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. I appreciate you being here. And I'll see you next week. All right. Yes, sir. All right. That was the general manager of Ivy Park Sports and Grill, Elisa Knight. And just happy to just be on and talk about Ivy and and basically what it can uh, do as far as, uh, you know, servicing the, the, you know, the typical sports fan. (laughs) I'm stumbling with my words here. But, you know, just it's been a great show. I'm so blessed that I've had uh, so many people support this show. But we do have some sports talk topics to get into before I close out the show. It just been told through the waiver wire, breaking news, that the Houston Texans just named former 
San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans, their new head coach. Now that's okay. I think the 49ers will reload. They'll find somebody. They might even bring back an old friend. Vic Fangio might be the defensive coordinator. Remember, he was very successful under Jim Harbaugh from 2011 to 2014 when the San Francisco 49ers had the best linebacking tandem in all of football, Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. They don't skip a beat with Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. The San Francisco 49ers have to be one of the favorites to make it to the Super Bowl next year just because they're going to get a lot of their players back. they got a lot of cap space. And I think if, if, if it's Brock Purdy, if it's Trey Lance, if they get a veteran in here, they'll be fine because Kyle Shanahan pretty much knows what he's doing. But is the window closing for the 49ers? Kyle Juszczyk is getting up there in age. Trent Williams is getting up there in age. Is the window closing? And is, is Seattle going to get better? Are the Rams going to get better? Although they don't have any draft picks. When Kyler Murray comes back for the Cardinals, is Arizona going to get better? They still are looking for a head coach. Well, Sean Payton, he's now the head coach for the Denver Broncos. Sean Payton and Russell Wilson together, I think the Broncos could make some noise in the AFC West. Oh, I cannot wait for a free agency, the NFL draft, all that. You know, this is a very special day. Even though this is going to be broadcasted on a Wednesday show on WQEE, this is my three-year anniversary. I went back into the archives, and even though the show was only like 20 minutes, you know, because I wasn't doing it for a radio station, I was previewing the Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Three years ago, I started this podcast, and the rest is history. I've had over 550 episodes. I've had over 50 guests. I'm hoping to get Thrift Behringer on, Jack Patterson. I've talked to several people that want to be on. I thank Justin Dale for being on the show. And uh, before I close, I just wanted to run down some of the big games happening in college basketball tonight. Kansas State versus Kansas, the rematch between these two teams probably fighting for a number one seed. I honestly think that the winner of this game is probably going to win the regular With that being said, I just want to thank everybody that's been watching me on Facebook Live, and I'm also on Twitter Live. I know, that's a thing. And uh, a big shout-out to Charity Lawson. Hope you do well on The Bachelor. I actually did not see last night's episode, uh, but she knocked it out of the park that first day. And I think Charity Lawson could win it, put Columbus on the map, and maybe we might spot her at a River Dragons or Rapids game because uh, you know these local celebrities in Columbus has got to make an appearance at these games. Oh, yeah, and I almost forgot. Before I close out the show, I'm calling the Columbus Rapids tomorrow at the Columbus Civic Center. It is the home opener. They are taking on the Fayetteville Fury. That is the defending champions on the men's side. The Fayetteville Fury, the Columbus Rapids get a big win over Tampa Bay on Sunday, 12-7. The women fell to Tampa Bay, 12-4. The women are 0-2, trying to get their first victory of the season, taking on the Fayetteville Fury and their talented goalkeeper, really a, a battle of two outstanding goalkeepers, Bria Riancho and Mayari Eglioshi for the Fayetteville Fury. And I love that front line of Carly Banks and Olivia Gerald. Carly Banks has got three goals on the year. Olivia Gerald with two. And I expect to see a lot of goals tomorrow on the pitch. 
Not sure if the women or the men are going to play first, but that first game on the pitch is going to be at 6.15. You can watch that game on CTV Beam's YouTube channel and CTV Beam, your East Alabama cable provider. The Columbus River Dragons are on the road this Saturday taking on the Danbury Hattricks. The Dragons have the best record in the Federal Prospects Hockey League. I've been reaching out to Jake Krupp, Alex Storjahan, Jacob White, trying to get them on the podcast. I'm trying to get Tom Callahan on the podcast. I've had Scott Brand on the podcast. I've had uh, Zach DeBozard. You know, he's no longer the River Dragons announcer. He's doing bigger, better things in North Carolina. I'm uh, trying to just get as much people on the podcast as I can so we can just talk about sports. And a big shout-out to Thrift Berenger as he is live at St. Ampicelli calling the St. Ampicelli Vikings and the Strong Rock Christian Patriots. The Lady Vikings will tip off first and then the Vikings from the land. Thrift, just wanted to give you a shout-out on that. I appreciate you allowing me to be on the broadcast for Glenwood on Saturday. So here's what's going on for me this week. I got a busy week. Not only am I doing this show live at Ivy, I'm calling the Rapids game tomorrow. Thursday's kind of a little bit of a break for me. You know, my kids got gymnastics. But Friday, I'm calling the Shaw Hardaway game. That is going to be a huge game in region play. And then on Saturday, I am filling in for the Hall of Fame broadcaster, Scott Miller, calling the Columbus State Cougars baseball team. It is their weekend series home opener and they are taking on West Alabama. First pitch will be at 2 p.m. at Ragsdale Field at Burger King Stadium. I hope I got that right. I know the sports information director, Allie Kerr, might uh, correct me later. But thank you, everybody, for watching us on Facebook Live and listening to the podcast on WQEE. Really, the lineup is just up in the air. If you want to be a guest on the show, just go ahead and just comment in the inbox. You can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is sports, at Sports Richard H. You could also follow the Facebook page, the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Message me in my inbox. If you want to be a guest on the show, just let me know. We'll do the interview. I'll send you the link, and then the rest is history. All right, well, that is all the time I have here on the show. Hope everybody has a great rest of your night. And I'm out of here. Bye, everybody. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.